Welcome, everyone. This is Michael Blue, and you've connected to the Fellowship of Kingdom Professionals, the podcast, where we are cultivating makers and shapers of culture. Prepare for a riveting time in the principles and practices of the King and of His Kingdom. You are about to be charged, challenged, and changed. I know you're ready. Let's go. Let's pray, and then we're going to go further into our session today. Father, we thank you so much for how you've encouraged our hearts. Thank you for how you are our glory, and you're the lifter up of our heads. Thank you that you cause your rain to fall and your sun to shine upon the just and upon the unjust. And we thank you for all of your provisions. Thank you for doors that you've opened and for ways that you've made. Thank you, O God, that you have laid your hand upon us heavily and mightily. And thank you that the cause of your hand, no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that would rise against us in judgment shall be condemned. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for preserving these professionals as they move to and fro. Thank you for for preserving these professionals in the workplace, in their homes, in other marketplaces. Thank you for preserving them. Thank you for giving them wisdom. Thank you for giving them revelation and insight. Thank you, O God, for supplying every need. Thank you for providing every resource, O God, not for their glory, not for my glory, but that you might be glorified. We honor you, Lord Jesus Christ, and it is our commitment to bring pleasure to your heart and fame to your name. Move in this session today. Move in such a way that men and women may be edified and strengthened. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our our theme this, this, this season, this series, is God of the macrocosm. Uh, Psalm 34 and 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Magnifying does not make the thing that you're magnifying bigger, but it makes the view of the thing larger and clearer. What we want to do is to cause people's view of God to be larger and clearer. We want people to be clear as to who he is. Many of the people who do not embrace our God do not embrace what they think is our God, but really and truly what they are rejecting is a distortion or a perversion, an image that someone has given them. I'll give you a sad illustration. There there was a man who was an unbeliever. He was not saved. And, um, I think his his wife was, but he was not. And they had a little girl. And that little girl uh, passed away. And when the little girl passed away, there were church people who said to the unbelieving man, he was not saved, said to the unbelieving man that the reason why your child died is because you are not saved, because you're an unbeliever. And so God 
took your child as a result. And he responded, if that's the kind of God that you all serve, and he cursed them and he cursed God. Ladies and gentlemen, those people misrepresented God. They didn't represent God. They misrepresented him. And so many times in the world in which we live, people are turned off by what and who they think God is, but not the true and living God. Because the true and living God, nowhere in the scripture, let's put it this way. Jesus said this. Jesus said, he that have seen me have seen the Father. That's in the book of John chapter 14, where uh, Philip said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you and yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. How said thou then, show us the Father? Or in other words, if you want to know what God is like, you look at Jesus. Now, how many people did Jesus kill? How many little girls that did Jesus kill because their daddy wouldn't get saved? You understand? That's not God. They misrepresented him. And what I'm saying to you is that there are many people who have rejected what they think is our God. But what they really rejected is our misrepresentation of God. That doesn't mean that God is not a judge. That means that God is not justice, a God of justice. Doesn't mean that at all. But what it does mean is that the nature of God is a nurturing, caring, loving nature. And he told us in John chapter 10 and verse 10, it is the thief who comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief, Satan, comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. You follow that? And so we want to be very careful that we uh, not misrepresent God. Now, now somebody said, ooh, the horror, I would never tell somebody that. Right, I, I get it. But are we misrepresenting God? Are we misrepresenting God in other ways? What about our attitude? What about the mannerism that we have toward people? What about when people come up to our desk or come into our offices or come into our classrooms or come into our medical care facilities? Are they finding a representative of God or are they finding a misrepresentation of God? You follow that? Our God is God of the macrocosm. He's God of the big picture. He's God who transcends and who is imminent in every aspect of human existence. Now, let me quickly say this. We have a guest, and so I want to be able to get her on. But listen. In the book of Psalms, Psalm number 24, verse 1, the Bible says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The earth and the world are the Lord's. The earth, that's the physical planet, this ball. There used to be a, a PBS program called the Big Blue Marble. Well, the earth is the Big Blue Marble, okay? But now the world is all of the systems that operate on the earth. Things like 
economy, things like government, things like agriculture, you understand, things like education. Those are the systems that operate on the earth. And all those systems integrated are the macro system. When you put industry and commerce and military, put all of that together, all of that interwoven is macrocosm. And what I want people to understand is that our God is not some little marginalized, made up deity that comes out of his box on Sunday morning and goes back into his box Sunday afternoon, evening, or, or, or something like a genie that you rub him and he'll come up and do some little sweet thing. Our God is God of the macrocosm. He is Lord on Sunday, but he's Lord, or it's whatever day you worship Saturday, but he's Lord every other day of the week as well. And he's not just Lord when you have on your Sunday go to meet and clothes. He's Lord when you have on your uniform, when you have on your high hat, when you have on your scrubs, whatever it is, your business suit. He is Lord in all of those contexts and his principles, his principles, his word, his ideas work just as effectively in your workplace as they do in every other place, uh, in the worship place, uh, in the worship space. And in fact, let me just state it that way. That's the way I like to state it. His word and his principles work in the workplace and in the marketplace the same as they work in the worship space. When I say the same, I mean in the same degree of efficacy, not necessarily the same method. The method that you apply in the workplace may be different from the uh, the method that you apply in the worship space. For example, let's let's talk about the manifestation of the spirit called word of knowledge, all right? In the worship space, I may be up on the platform and I say, there's somebody here who has a certain condition, so on and so forth, come up and let us pray for you. Or I may actually be ministering to someone and say, you know, I see this is the case. And so all of that is word of knowledge. And that's legitimate. That's legit. Many of God's great men and women and, 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 and all, across, all believers, can have that kind of work, all right? Now, in the workplace, I'm not having, quote, prayer line. We're not at the altar. But the person at the desk across from mine or the person in the office across from mine, the Lord lays it on my heart. When I say mine, I'm talking about you. The Lord lays it on your heart. This person is going through some difficulty today. You say, no, nah, you know, they were smiling this morning like they always do but it won't go away from you. This person is going through some difficulty today. And so in that instance, you remember that you've got to take something to their office. And so you say, you know what? Okay, I've got to take some uh, report to their office anyway. Let me just go over there and uh, and uh, just take take this and see if a door opens for me to say something to the person. So, you know, we're knocking on the door. I said, come on in. And, and so you, you, you take the, uh, the papers in and uh, they seem to be looking okay. And so you say, uh, man, I must have missed it because they look fine. They look just fine. And uh, and, and so you give them the report. Say, well, I'm getting ready to go. Say anything else? I'm, I'm getting ready to go. Say, but I just want to check on you. Go make sure everything's okay with you. You know, you're always the life of the party for the rest of us. So I just want to check on you. And you say that and all of a sudden, their faces change. All of a sudden, you can see tears swelling up in the corner of their eye. And they say, uh, please sit down. 
You understand? Now, you didn't call them out. Thus saith the Lord. You understand? You didn't do it that way. But the same God who gave us the word on Sunday has now given you the word on Monday. And the same anointing that you carry on Sunday, you've got that same anointing for them on Monday. You understand what I'm saying? Now, when we lay hands on them on Sunday, we may say, in the name of Jesus, come out, you devil, right? Okay, well, on Monday, we might not be able to do that. On Monday, we might just be able to stay, you know, sitting across from them on the desk, uh, at the desk and, and, and say, well, let, let me just whisper a, a prayer for you. Is it okay? And they say, fine. And so you stay in your space, they stay in their space. Anybody else come in, they wouldn't even know what's happening. They think you're just having a conversation. But you're still wringing that devil's neck. Not the person, I'm talking about the oppressive spirit, wringing his neck, driving him out because you've got that same anointing on you. You follow what I'm saying? And here's something that often happens. That person sees you the next day or the same day or the next week and so forth. And they tell you, you know what? I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I felt like I was going to explode like a balloon being punctured. But when you left my office, it's like all that that I had left with you because I haven't felt that heavy since. I haven't felt that burden since. There's something special about you. <laughs> and you tell them that the glory belongs to the Lord Jesus. It, it, it's the Lord Jesus who did that. And you don't have to tell them, oh, I know that child. God showed it to me in a dream. Hallelujah. You don't have to tell them all of that. See, you're the priest of that office. You're the prophet of that office. And it's not about you. It's about God getting the glory. So you go on back to your office and do your thing. <laughs> but they know that they've got somebody in the midst that when things are difficult, that's the person they look to. And not only that, but God will prick their heart. God will prick their heart, say, ask them how they do that. Ask them how they know that. Ask them where that comes from. And what's that doing? It's opening up the door for you to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, have mercy. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. See, you don't have to be stuck on trying to promote yourself. God will promote you. God will, when I say promote, I'm not talking about the business of promotion. I'm talking about self-aggrandizement. You don't have to do that. God will give you favor. See, you can give people uh, business cards and placards and billboards and all of that kind of thing, but only God can give you favor with people and he'll do it. All right. Well, uh, we have a wonderful uh, guest this this uh, this morning, and uh, she is a kingdom professional. God continues to open doors for her, continues to make ways for her. She and her family are very near and dear to us. We met them under the auspices of the great man of God, Bishop Wesley Knight, New Creation Church, and um, uh, they've since moved from the New York area to more of the DMV area, if I have it right. But um, she works uh, powerfully in um, uh, uh, publicity and promotions and, 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 and just in systems, helping people to um, set up systems that will make their businesses work more effectively and more efficiently. And so I want to welcome um, to this session this morning, Sister Sonia Marie Johnson. God bless you. Hi, hi 
everybody. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. It's such an honor to have you with us. And uh, Sister Johnson has been with us. She's not coming in as a stranger. She's been a part of us um, throughout much of this journey. And so, Sister Johnson, I'm just going to ask you to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about, um, of course, who you are, but what you do professionally. And then we're going to ask a couple questions, ask you to share. All right. Bless you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me clearly? I hear you clearly. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so thank you so much, Bishop Blue, for having me. Thank you to the entire organization, the kingdom, every kingdom professional. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am super duper honored. I'm going to be honest with you <laughs> because this is I've thought about this. This is like on my, I guess, my bucket list of things. Okay. Um, so you may not have known that, but this is definitely on my bucket list of things. And my husband is working right now and he's in a class. He, he wanted okay. to be a part of this so bad because he okay. knows that it has been on my bucket list for a really long time. Wow. So um, I am essentially... I guess you can consider me to be a strategist. I started out with just marketing um, for my business because I was broke <laughs> and I had to learn how to do those things. And it turned into um, almost like a, a, a position all its own because people that I would work with would ask me to help them with their marketing, with their sales and um, and then eventually I realized that it was more, it was bigger than me, I guess you could say, because you can give me an idea, didn't matter what it was. And it will be like a roadmap in my head where I could, I can map out or can envision exactly how you can turn that idea into at least seven revenue streams. And it didn't, I know it wasn't me. I, I honestly, and I still tell people, no matter what world I'm in, no matter who I'm talking to, God took the seat. <laughs> um, and that I've just been, I guess, driving with him this whole time. Um, when we came to Maryland, we didn't know anybody here. Uh, we had no family, no friends. And we just knew that we wanted to give the kids something different. Um, and that's when I guess for my business, the doors really started to open up. Um, now I'm currently in an office space that I, I was not looking for this space. I was at home <laughs> with the kids and um, it, it literally fell in my lap. And once I, I got the call, someone told me, oh, you should really go into this office space. And I was not looking for it because in my mind, I'm like, I'm at home. I Why have that bill um, if I didn't need it? Because everything I do is digital. But I still went um, and I saw the facility and it wasn't until coming into the facility that I realized it was a whole lot more <laughs> than what I than just an office space. I have, it's almost like being here is almost like being in a, like a college for entrepreneurs, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. um, we, we have tons of people that come in and pour into us, um, councilmen, um, city leaders, the, the mayor of, excuse me, not the mayor, the governor of Maryland was just here, I would say like oh, wow. three weeks ago. Wow. Um, and 
I, all these grants and uh, like people, like it's, it, everything is like a support. And I, I've been in business since 2016 and I've never experienced this. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I came here for one thing and now I am in a position where um, from the director here at this um, facility, she introduced me to some doctors that were in need of digital help and sales online um, that kind of turned into me now facilitating or being the corporate manager for all the locations, all the practices. And now, as of this week, I am also the facilitator or the, the strategist um, for brand development for the entire region um, in Baltimore and DC. So that for me <laughs> is a big deal because I had no experience prior in optical um, and everybody else around me kind of noticed it or saw that, saw the potential and it, I mean, it's been blowing my mind ever since, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just in awe. My goodness. Let me ask you something. You mentioned a scenario that I thought was so pertinent and um, so relevant to the times. Um, you mentioned that you were in a conversation with someone who is a medical professional, a doctor, um, fully credentialed, fully licensed, all of that. But when you began to share that doctor learned what it is, she responded to you, we desperately need your expertise because we know what we do. We know medicine, we know treating the body and all that. But when it comes to managing this logistical aspect of what we do, we never learned that. We never had to learn that, even the terminology. And so I think this is a wonderful illustration of um, something that we're going to be talking about a little later about, for example, Joseph being the interpreter of Pharaoh's dream. This doctor has a dream of being successful in ministering to patients, successful in growing the practice, successful in profiting. But there has to be someone who comes alongside who can interpret and then implement the implications of that vision. And you have become a Josephine in this particular area, um, a, an interpreter <laughs> of someone else's dream. I think that's probably, we'll talk about it more, um, FKP group later, but this is a living example. Talk a little bit about that, um, because that experience intrigued me when I heard you mention that. Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I always kind of compare myself to Joseph and anybody from, you know, from um, New Creation I've, that know me should know this, <laughs> but I've compared myself to the whole Joseph situation. I mean, all my life, to be honest with you, I came from uh, past Bishop Knight and Pastor, Pastor Adrian have become almost like my surrogate parents um, because I was essentially just, I, I mean, for lack of better terms, I was pretty much thrown away as a child. 
and I didn't have any family interaction, uh, engagement, I was told to not come around basically. And New Creation and Bishop Knight, they literally took on that role of being my parents and guiding me where I had no direction. And um, I've often compared myself to, to Joseph because he did have a dream, you know, but it was the th being thrown away, um, being in prison. Those things taught him how to be what he needed to be to Pharaoh. And it was a few years ago that I was sitting in a service. I can't remember what service it was, but I told my husband, I said, Halim, I'm Joseph. <laughs> I'm Joseph, I'm telling you. And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, think about it. People, these people, these uh, business owners and um, uh, kings, if you will, have been putting me in position to run their entire organization. And I did not know that I was, I was being taught how to do this along this way. I really didn't see it. I admired Joseph and his story, but I didn't see it from this perspective until I was sitting in it. Um, and then being there where it's like, they have all this dream, they have all this perspective and, 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 and desires, but they don't know how to accomplish it. And the doctor that I'm referring to right now, he has six locations. They, his revenue streams is six figures per month. And he's been in business for 25 years, but yet he needs me, you know, to organize the business and to fulfill the dream or the purpose that he has in his head. And one of the things that he told me when I first started was, you know, he's African-American or well, African. Um, and he said, I, when I got into this, in my mind, I was going to be the first black doctor running the game, doing all these different things. And some way, somehow, I kind of lost my way. Um, he had the, the show of the kingdom or the show of all these different organizations and locations, which is rare for anybody in the optical field to have six locations is usually about three. Um, but for him to have six locations and for him to be where he is, but he still not know how to organize his business. He still know he still do not know how to scale his business. That for me was like, okay, there's it's a purpose. And I have been hearing that. I just got I just um ended a conference with a whole bunch of doctors that repeatedly said the same thing. I was taught in medical school how to be a doctor. I was caught, taught in medical school how to attend to patients, and they taught me how to attend a chain of locations like my eye doctor and all these different chains, but no one ever showed them how to run a business, how to orchestrate it as a business. And one doctor told me that he had four hours of business training when he went to school. And when he graduated, he, he inherited um, the facility that he did not know how to run. Um, and the person that was there before he got there did not look like him at all, didn't sound like him. Um, and it was a different perspective for him. And he lost a lot of people at first. Um, and then, but he, he felt like he just needed to stay true. He needed to be who he was. Um, 
And he was very transparent, even with me. So that brought everybody that left. They came back because of his transparency. Oh, um, good, it, it, good. And, and I feel like that's what needs to be added to every sales perspective. Mm-hmm. I try to deal with sustainable growth and sustainable sales from a transparent um, background because it's not it's rare. It's rare and far and in between. And really, it's a it's a biblical perspective if you really think about it. But I'm using it in a way that I guess they understand because they understand transparency. They understand pulling back the curtain. Um, and honestly, I'm just using biblical principles to do it. <laughs> um, so I hope I answer your question. I can kind of go off. Sometimes. No, no, no. That that's fine. Listen, uh, I see what Bishop Knight just came on. Bless you, Bishop. But um uh, Bless you, Bishop. We never know when we embrace God's precious sheep. We never know the seed of God, the potency and the potential of God that is in them, unless the Lord reveals it, of course. But um we're so grateful and we're so proud in the godless sense of what God has made and continues um, to make you. Um, your your journey, your journey at this point to a large extent is entrepreneurial. So in other words, you do work for people, but you work for yourself for people. Um, you contract Absolutely. with them and so forth. And so mm-hmm. I want to just ask you to give a word of encouragement. Now, one other thing. Sister Sonia has not lost or left her walk with God. She has not lost or left the fear of God, prayer, consecration. Um, She and her husband are still striving together, raising a family. And so the reason why I bring that up is because sometimes there's a sense that in order to be successful in the system, we have to do as the system does. And we have to let down and compromise. That is simply not true. The truth be told, the people that are in the system are looking for something different. They're looking for something that causes you to stand out. They're looking for something that causes you to retain your glow instead of looking like a zombie. You understand what I mean when I say that? So that's one commendation. The second thing that I want to do is just say to you, Sister Sonia, as we move toward closing, just give a word of encouragement to someone who um, may have an entrepreneurial impulse as well. In other words, certainly, you know, keep your day job by all means. But if there's something in you that makes you want to reach beyond that and begin to cultivate some other things and develop the gifts that are in you and so forth. Speak just a word of encouragement to you because you got many brothers and sisters on here. Speak to your brothers and sisters, those you know and those you don't, a word of encouragement about their entrepreneurial thrust and impulse. Absolutely. Thank you. So I, I want to talk to, I want to speak for a second about, the, about what you said about not having to, showing them who you are from a biblical perspective. Um, Being at the conference this week, I was there with hundreds of doctors and probably thousands of doctors, to be honest with you. And um, one of the, at one point we were, we had like a, it was like a a closing celebration. 
And of course, people are drinking, they are partying, this is their way of relaxing. And um, one person asked me, you know, I, I was asked multiple times, what are you drinking? Do you want something? What, what do you want? Like, I didn't have to pay for anything. The purpose was for them to wine and dine me, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, I'll take a cranberry juice. What do you mean you're going to take a cranberry juice? Why you like, why are you taking a cranberry juice? Because I don't drink. Well, why don't you drink? What's the, what, you know, what's the issue? And it set the stage for me in front of everybody to express the fact that it's my religious beliefs. I don't want to drink. I don't need to. Um, and they're like, well, that's the reason. Yes. And I was like, well, that, well, I'm a Christian too. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad that you're Christian too. But for me, I don't need to do any of that stuff in yeah. order for me to be who I am. And I told them, um, to be honest with you, this is a lifestyle. It's not something I do on Sunday. It's a lifestyle. I don't need to drink. I don't need to party. One lady asked me today, and she I think I told you a little bit about her. She she's the one that went to the to the president's correspondence dinner on Sunday. And she looked at me and she was like, well, Sonia, you don't drink. Do you gamble? I said, no, I don't gamble either. She was like, well, what's your issue? Like, there has to be an issue, right? Like, uh, is it shopping? And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit, <laughs> maybe a little bit. But she, she was in awe with the fact that all these things that people like use, I guess, as, as attributes to wine and dine you or to get your attention they can't use that on me. I am in a sound mind. I want to be able to be able to pray for somebody at the drop of the, of the dime because I'm not all flustered. flustered. I was able mm -hmm. to drive people home that didn't know who I was. I just met and they're like, wait, you're gonna drive me home? Like, really, why? Like, And then when they got outside and they saw, I have a, I have a fairly nice car. So when they got outside and they saw the car, they're like, I need to do what you're doing. Whatever you're doing, I need to do it. Because they if they start to admire those things because it's like they wonder how, why, where, where, where's the purpose? Where's the background? So I guess if I had to give some sort of encouragement, I would say you need to make sure that you be yourself and you need to be who God made you. Because there's value in that. There's value in the, the gifts that God gave you. You don't have to put it on the back burner or feel like you have to stop being, being saved or putting, on, putting God first in order for you to get somewhere. If you put him first, wherever you're supposed to be, whatever you're supposed to have, you're going to get it no matter what. Um, and there was a lot of people that didn't agree with me being an entrepreneur. And I would say to people that feel like they want to be an entrepreneur, that they want to be that leader, um, have a plan. Do not go out here trying to say, oh, well, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. I'm just going to move. Because moving like that, that's, that's what causes issues. That's what mm -hmm. causes people to get up there and start, and then they lose steam wow. because they didn't have a plan. They, there was no mm -hmm. purpose there in the beginning. So being saved or having the Holy Ghost don't mean that does should not equate to you not to you being dumb. I hate to say it like that, but it should not equate to that. You should be as you should be as wise as a serpent and say, come on, okay, come on. That's what it is. 
Exactly. And then you should know that I'm going to play this game, this entrepreneurial game, not like it's checkers, but like it's chess. I'm yes. going to make sure that I'm five steps ahead. I'm going to pay attention to the moves. I'm going to pay attention to the players. Who's the bishops? Who's the rooks? Who's the pawns? You have to have a plan no matter what position you are. So if you're going to do, let's say you're going to do Uber, because if you go to my car right now, you'll see Grubhub bags in it. And it doesn't matter what I'm riding around in. I will go outside and do Grubhub in a second because I have a plan. I have a purpose. And I'm not going to sit around here and wait for somebody to give me permission to live that purpose or to mm. operate in that purpose because I'm just sitting here like, oh, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. This is what wow. I'm supposed to be. But what are you doing? Faith wow. without works is dead. What works are you applying? My, 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 my. Well, <clears throat> you've heard it here. You've heard it here say to God and brothers and sisters uh, uh, kingdom professionals, you've heard Sister Sonia Marie Johnson share from her heart just a small portion. She is full and she is very passionate and the fruit of her actions and the fruit of her diligence are evident and they're still forthcoming. And I'm really excited for her. I get very excited when I hear the various ones of you share as she's sharing how applying the principles of God's word and the principles of God's kingdom are making a measurable difference, a notable difference. I Listen, I got so uh, tickled when she said that she was, that when you said you're still here, uh, were uh, being interrogated as to why you didn't drink the other stuff. But then when it's time to be driven home, that they, they need you to be the designated driver and they didn't know that you were not just designated, but you're the divinely designated driver. And then they come out and see what it is that you're driving and say, oh, whatever you do, I need to do that. That's that's what I mean, brothers and sisters. Uh, we, we, we're going to have to close. But let, let me give you the verse that we read this morning. Let, let me stay right there, Sister Johnson. We're going to close. But everybody, look in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, the Bible says in verse 14, there was a little city, and I'm going to come back to this, I promise you, there was a little city and few men within it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Verse 15, now there was found in it, that is in the little city, a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Listen, he's a wise man and his wisdom actually delivered the city, yet he was forgotten. There are a number of lessons that come out of this, but one of the lessons that come out of this is that this man is wise, but he is not properly positioned in the system. Because if he were properly positioned in the system, he would be in a place where he can't be forgotten. He would be in a place where he would have sustainable, there's that term, sustainable impact. Do you know it's possible for you to have the answer for your city, 
the answer for your community. And yet, because you are not positioned properly, that plan that she's talking about, then you can begin to do your thing and others benefit. And yet they forget you through whom that blessing came. And so it is critical that we learn these principles, the business principles and practices in order that whatever God has given us, we can be optimally positioned for positive, lasting change and impact. That man, great man, wise man, but was not properly positioned. The word poor there, not just a lack of money, not just a lack of money, but a lack of system, a lack of structure. And so I want to commend Sister Johnson because she took that vision, that dream, that idea, that desire, that impulse that God gave her and began to build a structure by the grace of God, began to build a structure that now causes her to be in the eyes of many indispensable. And that's God's will. He intends for you to make yourself because of the way that you serve, because of the excellent results that you deliver to make yourself and the character on top of all of that and underneath all of that, the character that you exude that demonstrates that, yes, I expect honorable compensation, but I'm not here to milk you. I'm not here to manipulate you or to take from you. I'm actually here to cause what you have to multiply. Now, I have all expectation that that six-figure business that you just spoke about, I have all expectation that given a few more quarters, those six figures are going to turn to seven. I, I, because that's what happens when Joseph shows up. Everything in Potiphar's house multiplies. Everything under the prisoner warden's um, charge multiplies. And the wealth of Pharaoh multiplies. Those of you that are fellowship of kingdom professionals just know that the hand of God upon your life will cause those whom you serve to increase, to abound, until they'll say like crooked Uncle Laban to Jacob, I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you. Are you listening? There will be people who have to testify that the Lord has blessed my business because of your input. Sister Johnson, thank you so much. May God bless you. Give Brother Halim and the children my regards. We're going to have you back. Uh, I can assure you of that. We're so blessed. God bless you and keep you and may he prosper you and all of those whom you serve and all of those whom you touch. God bless you today. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that wonderful? My God, I get excited. I get excited. I keep trying to tell you that the principles of the kingdom of God work they work everywhere and they work every time and they work under all circumstances and situations. I want to thank you. Scarborough, are you excited? Yes. Listen, listen, um, if you've enjoyed Sister Johnson, would you please put something in the comment to let her know that you appreciate uh, who she is and what the Lord is doing in, through, and for her and for her family? Don't you agree that it is so encouraging and motivational when we get to hear our brothers and sisters share what it is that that uh, is taking place in their lives. Now, there are some of you that I know personally 
There are others of you that I don't know personally, and I don't necessarily know what it is that you do and so forth. If you're interested in sharing what it is that you do and all of that, if you'd like to be considered to be a part of one of these interview sessions, we would certainly love to have you as time and opportunity presents itself. Um, just uh, email me at bishopblue at DHCC Nation. Um, Just email bishopblue at dhccnation.com and, uh, um, and and just kind of share with me a little bit about what you do. Because, like I said, there are many that I know that I plan to have on, but there are others that I do not know that I would love to have on as well um, because you've been with us. And if you're one of those that have been tracking with us and sharing with us and praying with us, and, and you have a story that you know would be a blessing as well, share that with us so that we can sort of um, begin to uh, create even a roster, as it were. All right. Thank you. Well, we're going to have to step away for today. I certainly hope that you, as have I, have been stirred, have been thrilled, have been strengthened. Um, magnify the Lord. That's what she did. She magnified the Lord. You, you know what, in her case, you know what she magnified the Lord with? You know what she used as the, as the magnifying glass? Cranberry juice. Somebody looked and saw God through cranberry juice. And not just the cranberry juice, but the excellence of her counsel, the excellence of her uh, professional deportment and mannerism. And now they're looking at God through the lens of her excellence. Okay, but we would call if we wrote this up, we'd call it looking at God through cranberry juice. Thank you so much for being with us. Until we meet again, this is Michael Blue of the Fellowship of Kingdom Professionals, and I'm encouraging you to go forth today and let people see Jesus through whatever juice that you offer, that you accept. You've got the juice. You've got the flavor. You've got the aroma. Let them see him through you. Lead. Make the name of Jesus Christ glorious. Make the career of Satan brief and miserable. Together we will bring pleasure to Christ's heart and fame to his name. Until we meet again, may the peace of our eternal God go with you. Thank you for listening to the Fellowship of Kingdom Professionals, FKP the podcast. If you'd like more engagement, click the link in the show notes to join like-minded professionals in the FKP Facebook group. Follow us at Bishop M.A. Blue on all platforms. Also join the FKP Weekly Conversation Live every Monday at 1130 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Finally, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. May God bless you until we meet again.